visiting with our Shab of the Week. It's defensive end and senior Austin McClendon. And Austin, one of the things that I remember about you is seeing your first game where you had the opportunity to get in late. And I think one of the first plays, you had either a tackle for a loss or a quarterback sack. You were in the backfield. And I remember looking down at my call sheet going, who is Austin McClendon? And we just found out. What what are some of the things you remember about suiting up for your first Westlake varsity football game? So my first Westlake varsity football game, I was actually a pull-up. And I was not thinking I was going to play at all. I mean, I, I was there to get there, get the meal, and really go home. And, <laughs> and Vosick uh, pulled me aside and really told me, hey, buddy, you're going to go and let's see how you do. And, of course, the first guy I ever go up against is 6'6", 300-plus pounds, and uh, got under his pads and went as hard as I could and kind of figured my way through it. It was, it was a really cool experience. I mean, just going from JV just a few weeks earlier to playing up with varsity, the speed changed, and it was amazing experience what was the reaction from your teammates because i think that's the biggest thing is you're so young mm-hmm. you're you're brand new you're a jv call-up and i don't think anybody knew how to react in the moment but the sideline just blew up i mean you you saw your d the whole d line mm-hmm. room just went crazy what, what did that feel like uh it was pretty cool i mean people like david neal Braden cassidy they're all they i mean i've been friends with them before and they're all cheering me on messing with me and uh i get off the sideline and I mean, it was an amazing experience, like just the sense of community that our D-line has. And, I mean, D-line such a special group because all of us are so close. We hang out during practice, of course, and every time whenever we go off, we have uh, position dinners, we have all that. And so we're a really close-knit group. And whenever I got a tackle, I mean, everybody knew it meant so much to me and it meant so much to everybody else. It was, it was an amazing feeling. What was Blake Sobraco's reaction? That's that's the one guy that I know that <laughs> what was his reaction kind of being that in that same position as you were? Blake Blake's a special kid and he's one of my really close friends. So he was actually pulled up with me. So we whenever he heard my name and Vosick threw me in, he was already hyped up like I made a sack or a game-winning catch or Whenever I ran up to the side, I just remember him hyping me up and, and just being a great friend that he is. Now that you're a starter, do you find that some of the guys that are getting an opportunity to play for the first time, doesn't have to be D-line, it could be any position unit, do you find that you kind of have that, that soft spot in your heart where you've been that guy before and you kind of know exactly how they feel? What's your mentoring style to, to guys that are new on the club who are getting their first taste of varsity football? Uh, I mean, it just happened this last week for Spelton. There's, we had five, six D linemen that never actually played a varsity snap, never sued up for a game, some of them. And so whenever they stepped on the field, I mean, it was just so nice to think about where I was whenever I played, first played and telling them just like, listen, go out there, do your hardest, you got this. I mean, you've practiced hundreds of hours to get to this position. You thought of it when you were in second grade. Like, this is why we play football, and this is kind of the goal. Coach Vasek is a unique guy because I think he's one of those guys that has been here so long mm-hmm. and really understands the depth of the position in a unique way because he played on the other side of the ball and he kind of has this idea of what an offensive lineman is going to do before an offensive lineman is going to do it and how he is able to teach the position I think is has been a stable in really in to- since Tony Salazar's arrival and how critical the defensive line position is to the rest of the success of the defense. I think everybody looks at Coach Salazar as the uh, the mean, nasty safety in the middle of the defense, the, the Hall of Honor guy at Mary Harden-Baylor, but at the end of the day, it really starts with the pressure up front that allows the back end of the defense to be the focal point. 
What are some of the things that, that Coach Vasek has kind of said along the way on your journey that have stuck with you? He's an amazing coach. He's been coaching so many years, and especially all almost all his years at Westlake. So it's really cool seeing he knows the teams that we're playing, he knows the coaches we're playing, and he has all those little things things like you said that played offensive line at Texas so he has all those little things that he did and so whenever he flipped on the other side of the ball he can see what they're doing and he can tell us kind of how to revert that and how to get around them and how to really just to destroy them. Do you ever think it's cheating? Think of it as like, <laughs> hey, that's a that's a prosecutor that went to the mm-hmm. the defense, and and they all know what the prosecution is thinking, and now they can defend their client better. You ever think it's you know, Coach Vasek maybe cheating a little bit? I would say no, because he's helping me. But <laughs> <laughs> if it was roles reversed, maybe. But I mean, every every great coach played on the other side or coached on the other side, and really has a deeper understanding for what the other side is doing. Your teammates are always a, an interesting topic of conversation because you have guys that you've played with your entire life and then you have guys like Ryan Lindley who mm. who move in who are not part of that Westlake culture and I'm always interested in the dynamic of how somebody's been doing this since second grade or seventh grade and you've been through this the system if you will for me I look at how the other team responds and Ryan said something in our interview last week that was pretty profound he said the first day I was on this campus and I got my first taste of Westlake football it was Shapmaker. Yeah, I and was, I, nev- I was his partner. And I never understood how hard it is from that mm-hmm. perspective. And he he knew on day one. What's your assessment of, of when that kind of aha moment happened for him? A lot of the kids that we've been playing with, like you said, we've been I've been playing with them since second grade and, and we just go through so much as a team, like Shapmaker and fifty forties and all that. So whenever we step on the field for the first time in fall we really already have that sense of family and it doesn't matter how long you've been playing or if you're new as long as you've been through that because you just all feel so together and just like one so when you welcome a guy like ryan and you knew immediately obviously he's a good athlete going to be a great receiver but the idea that new guys come in how does the guard like you treat those guys and how do you indoctrinate them in them and basically give them a crash course in family uh so you pretty much just have to show them around the ways i mean you're you can't be overly nice to them, but you can't be too salty to them. I mean, you have to find like the perfect balance of putting them in their place, but also showing them, listen, this is we're all here for each other, and we can really set out to a goal that one of us can. So if we come together, we can go further than just one of us. One of the things that I've noticed in the Todd Dodge era, and really the Tony Salazar era when it comes to defense, is yes, the coaches are coaching you, but at some point, the players coach each other. There's a lot of help. I see a lot of talking and visiting in the sidelines. It's unique for me because no one believes me when I say this, but one of the most valued opportunities I get is being on the field uh, during a scrimmage and being on the field during the Cedar Park scrimmage because I very rarely get a chance to see what it's like down on the field. And when I'm standing five yards behind the play and I'm watching everybody work, and I'm not necessarily watching the ball, I'm watching everybody, the unique thing is I see a lot of self-coaching players helping players, not waiting for the coaches to get on a certain technique or to talk about a certain play. It's really a player-to-player communication. That's unique. When Braden Cassidy was a junior and maybe even a sophomore and David Neal was a sophomore and kind of that one-year gap and then obviously you had Trellis Collins, it seems to me that the D-line especially has a really unique way of communicating with each other. Can you can you enlighten us there? Uh, yeah, we're we're pretty hard on each other. I mean, we we joke around with each other, and we all know that we're such a close-knit group that 
we can handle what the other one has coming, but we, we get after each other. I mean, if you mess up, it's, yeah, Vasa gets on us, but it hurts a lot more whenever it's one of your teammates screaming at you, telling you to do something, or, and, and especially the same side of coaching. I mean, if Vasek tells you something, it, you have to do it, but whenever a teammate does, it's, it kind of hits you in the heart a lot more. Well, what I like is I heard about this legendary text thread that goes on between the D linemen. Oh, what I want to know, and I know it's not safe for work at all, and certainly not safe for broadcast, but what I'm interested in is how how long do the D linemen, after they graduate, stay in the text thread? Because that, to me, seems really interesting. Because if I was a D lineman and I'm off to college, one of the <laughs> things that would kind of keep me connected is that text thread. Mm-hmm. Do, you guys, do you guys just kick them to the curb when so they're done? We make new text threads every year, but... We are still texting in the one from last year. I mean, it is just goes off about once a week, and it's just it's funny. It really is. It's hysterical. Visiting with our Shap of the Week, Austin McClendon. Austin, one of the things that I always like to ask every Shap of the Week is the opportunity to peek behind the curtain a little bit and find out what gets you geared up for a game, what's your routine. Can you take us through what a normal game day is like for you? So I'm actually not the most superstitious person ever. Uh, one of the main things that I do is I just need to make sure that I lock in for the game. So, I mean, that means headphones in, thinking about what I'm going to do, play-by-play, envisioning it. But as far as superstitions, uh, left foot on before my right one, that's, that's about it. You know, when you put the headphones on, what's what's the track or series of tracks that kind of get you in that zone? Uh, I have a few songs that I play. I mean, they're they're a little weird, uh, <laughs> really. But D-Lyman are a little weird, yes, man. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, it's not what you think. It's not like pump up. It's more relaxed because, I mean, you've been thinking about this game for a week or two, and, I mean, you're just so tensed up. And right before that game, an hour or two before the game, I have to come down from that uh, high of feeling like, oh, I'm about to go out there and smoke some kids. So what are you what are you listening to? Is it like easy listening? You, you got some yoga music <laughs> piped in? What's uh, going not, on? Not that weird. Not that weird. Uh, it's just like some slow country or, or some type of slow music. I mean, it can't give, be fast-paced. Give me one song off that track. Just oh, one. God. I actually can't think of any off my head, but it's just in a playlist that I have. There are team goals. We hear about the goal board every single week. Mm. The goal board is such a, a big part, and it's actually become a big part of my world, if you can believe that, because I think that as I watch a game, it's changed the way I watch a football game. It doesn't matter if it's what I'm calling, college, pro. It's just a different way to look at a team oriented success model for me i think that it diminishes the individual which is the point but then we get to these types of conversations austin and there is a personal goal what's your personal goal board for austin mcclendon in your senior season uh the personal goal board i have is probably just to go out there and not let my teammates down i mean the worst thing that you can do is on a saturday morning whenever you come back to watch film watch yourself take a loaf play and watch you mess up something and you have eight guys right there with you that could all do that job and so I mean that's the main thing that in my goal boards is not to let down the people who have been counting on me and the people who have been there doing the same thing that I have and are just as talented if not more. One of the unique things about a Westlake football player is that there is that a level of intelligence when we get to the playoffs I always tell people what's the difference what's the edge and I say neck up neck up that's where the advantage is because they're thinking about football in a different way and a different mindset. They're not relying on one or two people. They're relying on the entire team. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a a big part of what makes the program successful, what makes individuals successful. But if there is one thing that, that you're looking to do moving out of Westlake football and into, you know, your collegiate career, what's next for Austin McClendon or even, are you even thinking about it? Right now I'm so busy with all this and I'm really focused on getting to the next step of the season more on, than on myself. I mean, it's more about the team than me right now. 
you proved the unselfish nature of a, a Westlake football player again. He's Austin McClendon, our Shop of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me.